Network. Welcome back to another episode of VT Network. I'm your host, Deadman, with me as always. Mr. Mustard himself finally gets moved up to second billing for absolutely no reason at all. Asshole. Wait, are you sure? I, I, I you sure, it was, you sure, sure it was uh, no reason at all? You sure I, it was no reason at all? <laughs> okay, how much head did you give him? We're not into we're not into that. We're not step brothers. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. No reason at all. Content. all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> and my other brother, who needs absolutely no introduction. Now, getting Love into you, it. Oh, he's a fuck bitch. you! <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh my god, why am I even here? Just dust in the wind. All we are is black guys in the wind. Seriously, jeez. Hey, you know what? You can't, you can't sing that song, though. You can't do it. Really? Why not? You're German. Oh, Okay. No, 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 I can still- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, did you hear did you hear DJ's soul? It it kind of sounds like a car crash when somebody hits a really hard static thing. I heard a fucking alarm going. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> Don't make that joke. Don't make that joke. <laughs> <clears throat> I already made it. That was bad, dude. <laughs> oh my god! Welcome to the offense cast, folks. <laughs> we're we're just getting started. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those shows. <laughs> it's gonna be one of them shows. Shows. So what the fuck have you guys been playing this week? Uh, GJ, we'll start with you. Uh, I got my hands on that Code Vein uh, game. Are you still that- playing it? Yeah, the uh, yeah, that anime uh, Dark Souls game. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, like what can I say? Like we have like you know a Japanese game that actually give you character creation that's pretty much as rare as a freaking unicorn. I gotta check it out at least once. We don't want to hear it. Well, you're going to <laughs> shut up. You're gonna <laughs> tell, tell me. Did did you do what one of our oldest and dearest friends does and play as a girl? Second playthrough. Second, so, well, you know who I'm talking about. No, the rust. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> All right, for, for, without without dropping names, uh, one of our one of our friends we've known for what 20, 20 something years now. Every time he plays any game with any kind of customizable character, he plays them as a female. And it doesn't matter which which game it is. If he has the choice, he's going to be a female. And remember his reasoning? Uh, if I remember correctly, it was, well, what would you rather see? You know, a guy's ass or a girl's ass? That, I think really? it was some projecting, if I'm going to be completely honest. I mean, it sounds like it's me, and I don't even know who the fuck you're talking about. No, it's not you, because you, you, you play male character. You, if you have the choice to customize yourself, you'll put yourself in Grand Theft Auto and, and uh, Saints Row and all that. But no, our the guy we're talking about, literally every chance he gets, he's a female, and it doesn't matter. Huh. Well, I mean, fuck it, dude. Like, almost way you make it. You know what I'm saying? What is he almost naked? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but it's, I don't know. I, I've always thought it creepy. I've always thought it weird. And dude, and 
<laughs> with some recent things coming to light, it's kind of making sense. Anyways, Mustard, what have you Welcome been up to? to? The show, folks. I, I'm just kidding. Um, we've <laughs> been playing uh, a lot of uh, a lot of Zoo Tycoon. <laughs> um, it's a game where you build your own zoo, and um, yeah, dude, it's fun. It's fun as fuck. Like, I didn't really think it was gonna be this fun, but I find myself playing it like even on my spare time. Like, and I just like stream it and shit. It's really fun. Yeah, I got you. I got you. No, yeah, I, I actually hopped in for a little bit and actually <laughs> helped Mustard build some stuff. And what did I get you? Like red pandas, lions, a green anaconda that I wanted green to feed anaconda. children to. Yeah, dude, it was sick. Oh boy, come on! It's for a, Christmas. It's a cool fucking game. No, it's on Game Pass. Like, yeah, if it works. Well, anyways, it's, yeah, that's what fun. I've been playing. And then I've been playing a lot of oh 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 I got uh Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom oh, Hearts three on Black Friday yeah. Uh, Why? What the fuck was that for? What? Oh, broke inside of you in that moment. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> right. I was I was one of the first people that fell in love with Kingdom Hearts. Oh like way God. the fuck Here back when. Here we go. Here we fuck. Hey, do you you want to know? You asked. <laughs> they ruined it. I'm the only one that thinks so. So I'm gonna fucking. All right, let's hear it. No, you dickhead. They took too fucking long. I honestly stopped giving a fuck. So did MCR, dude. But we're still no, here. MCR took seven years. That's a long fucking time. That's like half of people's lives right now. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, but for a band, that's not much. <laughs> Where for a fucking video game, it took... Oh, how long did it take? How long was it between... Bruh, how long have we been waiting for Psychonauts 2, bruh? How long have we been waiting for a Final Fantasy 2 remake, bro? Like, fuck out of here, dude. That's a Final, stupid fucking... Final Fantasy 7? Yeah, that. Like, we, we've been fucking... We, nah, 13 nah, or dude, 14 nah. years. 13 or 14 years since Kingdom Hearts 2. That's too fucking but, long. But, no, but for not. clarification, ladies and gentlemen... Psychonauts 2, look it up. Yeah, but for clarification, ladies and gentlemen, Kingdom—that's of the main entry, you know, the actual numbered sequel. Because there was a bunch of side games. Yes, there was a after. bunch of side games that didn't do shit. There was a couple of plot points here and there yeah, that like nobody gave a fuck and... about. <laughs> well, enough people played them, so how, like how, how, how much comes out next year? No, okay. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, erase the two. Psychonauts is going to be in the same vein. It's going to be 15 years. So, you know what I mean, dude? Like, you can't even say that that's a shitty game. because Honestly, I stopped giving a fuck about Psychonauts, too. Fuck but me. I'm just saying, in comparison, <laughs> like, they're not the only ones that do it, bro. I, I get that. But, however, when you, when you look at Psychonauts being an IP versus Kingdom Hearts bringing literally everybody's favorite things together on such a niche level of JRPGs and Disney... Like, that is a huge fucking thing. And for f almost 15 years, between the second and the third to come out, while putting out bullshit fucking little side quest games, including a, including a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! game. It was a goddamn card game for like three or four of those entries. So, no, fuck. You know, it was I, a I stopped... card game before it was even like a video game, right? Like, Kingdom Hearts? Well, te technically, it, it was a Nintendo game. What was it? The uh, Magical Kingdom or something? Yeah. It happened it's, like Pokemon we, did. Literally the same way. There was a manga yeah. first, there was a card game, and there was a video game. Yeah. That's yeah, what happened. Kingdom Hearts started with the game. No, it didn't! 
Oh my fuck, really? No, 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 it's not wasting any more time. Oh, here no, we go. No, no. <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> See what you did, Mustard? You got dead men riled up. Here we go. Why are we doing this? It's right there. I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, by, I'm wrong. Published, by, published and developed by Square Onyx. Is that the manga? No, that's Kingdom Hearts 1 was released in 2002. And what year was the manga released? There was no manga, dude. The manga came afterwards. Look up the manga. Oh, my God. There. There you go. Right there. <laughs> I can't see anything. Yeah, it's kind of small there. Thirteen games. A variety, a wide variety of related merchandise has been released along with the games, including soundtracks, figurines, companion books, light novels, cards, and comic books. The game came first, dickhead. Fuck you. Alright, fine, you're right. Whatever, dude. Let's just get the show started. <laughs> Fuck with me on Kingdom Hearts. Piece of shit. Ooh, Speaking boy. of pieces of shit... I still hold true that anybody who tries to criticize Cyberpunk 2077 as anything but awesome is a piece of shit. And every and everybody trying to clutch their fucking pearls about this or that regarding the game can seriously go fuck themselves. Scientific right. fact right there. That was just uh, you saying words that are true. Yeah, no, and so the reason I'm bringing up Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> is because Cyber Cyberpunk 2077 will have mocap scenes, mocap sex scenes. Yeah, hell they're, yeah. they're oh, going for some, yeah, real, they're some realism right here. <laughs> I mean, damn, I mean, you always have those sex scenes that's like you know, like you know, scripted and all that stuff. Like, okay, these models go here, but no, not this time, ladies and gentlemen. We are when you have sex, you know it's two people getting it on. <laughs> just, just trying to, just try to imagine, for, if you will, just, just in your head, real it's, it's quick. Caught in the zipper. It's caught in the zipper. It's caught in the zipper. <laughs> then rip the zipper off. <laughs> just, just imagine trying to perform in a mocap suit with all those little white ping pong balls on you. Got one hey. of your balls in my mouth. <laughs> it Which fell off. Just, just... Ah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Oh, that one had hair on it. That was in the mocap ball. I'm getting dizzy. Can you slow down a bit? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, baby. Get that mocap. Get that mocap in there. <laughs> and then just imagine they're trying. They're, they're coming and like at the end of the session to try to to, to pull the little mocap balls off, and you just hear in the background. Oh, that wasn't a mocap mo ball. Oh, who's oh, got the hand, oh, hand sanitizer? You, oh. <laughs> it's just, hey, nice I'll, balls, I'll bro. Thank you. I'll tell you. <laughs> I waxed. The first, <laughs> I waxed. Dang. What would the first mocap baby be like? Imagine uh, that birth. I know. I don't want to because <laughs> then, then they have to put the mocap balls. On the dis they, on the distended lady parts, and mm -hmm. they gotta call. Uh, then they gotta call Constantine. <laughs> John Constantine, <laughs> asshole. 
Oh, God damn it. All right. So <laughs> I guarantee everybody who loves us is laughing their balls off. Everybody else is disgusted. If this is your first episode of VT Network, welcome to the show, folks. Anyways, CD Projekt said during a recent community event in Warsaw that its upcoming RPG Cyberpunk 2077 won't be quiet as won't be quite as long as The Witcher 3, but will make up for it with a greater degree of replayability. That's saying something. Uh, God, because they mean that. Yeah, because <laughs> so stupid. Because I was trying, to, up, I was trying to skip up. the joke, DJ. Uh, fuck. <laughs> You were saying Fallout? Uh, say, say again. Yeah, Fallout has the same mentality. But if you play Fallout once, you played you played it all a hundred times. Like, <laughs> well, with Fallout, it's difficult because there's all sorts of shit you can do. Anyways, it also okay. revealed a little bit more about the about the game's sex scenes, which are apparently given plenty of uh, giving, apparently being given plenty of attention. Thank you to ensure that they satisfy everyone. Oh yeah! <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, Dean, do you want to go ahead and take that? <clears throat> the playtime comparison is based solely on the main story and the major side quests, according to the report. And players will be able to squeeze more, <laughs> to squeeze more out of it by, <laughs> by taking yeah. on. I'm trying. I'm trying. By taking on uh, smaller side quests and encounters, they'll run into through <laughs> throughout the game. Squeeze it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the studio also said that Cyberpunk sidecasts will be more branching and intertwined with, uh, than they were in The Witcher 3, and that choices players may well have a much greater impact on plot progression and outcomes. Control yourselves, gentlemen. <laughs> Which is presumably where, where the increased repayability comes from. No, people are going to be looking at how many ways these people mocap these... But, I, I, please tell me they got yeah. the Kama Sutra Nada. Uh, no. Kama Sutra, I mean. The Kama please Sutra tell me Nada. they got that. Yeah, yeah, is that the Kama Sutra there. Part 2 there, brother? Yeah, no, there you go, dude. You would know, guy. Oh, BJ. Yeah, you know. Please tell me they got that book. Please uh, tell me they got that book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Buster. <laughs> God, I want this game now. Sure. Yes. Yes, I'm sure. As for those sex scenes. Project previously said that they'll be they'll be seen from first person perspective. Whoa. <laughs> oh yes, indeed. As well, all other cutscenes in the game, dude, you can see your guild self getting blown by an alien. This is sick. In order to avoid breaking immersion during the Q and A, the studio said that it's also done a lot of mocap for the set scenes, which should be interesting. I'm really not sure how the developers are going to combine motion captured FPS. That's first person sex, by the way. <laughs> I love this guy. Oh my gosh, I'm loving this guy. Off alarms at the ESRB, but if nothing else that emphasizes the CD project isn't going to dodge some naughty bits with awful, tasteful, strategic fade-outs. 
Okay, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I suggest everyone gets a physical copy of this game because it would not be it would not surprise yeah, me if get these physical. <laughs> Come on, at least for two seconds, stay focused. No, but you, you, you put this article in front of two assholes who have the mentality of a thirteen-year-old. Let's say, dude, like you can't do this to us. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's true. Three assholes, but. I would not be surprised if they try if you know outside groups try to censor this with patches and stuff. So it's definitely getting patched in China. That's for damn sure. Uh, I don't you think know? it's coming out so, in China. Ooh, well, they, hey. Wow, the CD Projekt Red has balls then, because everyone wants that China money. Uh, you know what? Nah, CD Projekt Red. The guys that the guys that found it have already come out and said fuck China. Also, they're, since they're dealing with so much like uh, trans stuff and so oh, much uh, identity politics, these guys are just going for the throat. And honestly, I'm I'm for it. I'm like, go for it, bro. Do it. You know. Um, but honestly, like you know, but on a serious note, like it's art- it's stories like this that actually makes me appreciate Cyberpunk 2077 because uh, I read the uh, the creator who's black, by the way. So all that racist talk these people try to come up with, yeah, completely moot. Well, but the creator all, literally came deserve, out and said, "We like, all deserve good sex scenes in games, right?" But well, he said that Cyberpunk 27 is like you know it's great. He's trying to make it as realistic as possible. But the most important aspect is is that this world is one fucked up place, and how other games be like you know it's not about saving the world. It's literally about saving yourself. You know, yeah. it, it, even it, even if it includes like you know your own like you know your own sense of morality and your own sense of you know and sense of. Uh, self-worth that's what cyberpunk is and stuff like this you know it just it comes to bring you even more immersive in how dark and greedy and how fucked up this place is so cd project red kudos to you the creator of cyberpunk looks like the senior from kill switch engaged no older anyway yeah what i don't (laughs) i'm having such a hard time wrapping this up seriously Ah, no, don't worry. Cyberpunk. Hold on, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. The people who make it, kudos. Please continue to lead the way, and I hope that this game lands with such a huge fucking impact that it changes the course of what we do in video games and what we consider censorable and not. And I hope that works. That's what I got to say. It will. It will. Mm-hmm. CD Projekt, straight up, if you listen to this ever, I reserve two copies. I'm going to go for a third. One, uh, one, one to be abused on launch day, one to be abused during the sex scenes, one to play with. Get out of my head. <laughs> Speaking of people's privacy, Google's overpriced gaming system adds to the Stadia launch. Did it launch already? Yeah, yeah, it lost a while ago. You haven't seen the YouTube ads? No, I, I have ad blockers and all my shit. They're like, yeah, do you get your games all in one place? No, no downloads, upgrades, or installs required. And I'm like, that's bullshit. But like, whatever. Like, <laughs> this was launched. This was on the the nineteenth, dude. Yeah. Okay, so on the 19th, Google Stadia launches. Google is charging $60 for games older than a year. And the launch game pricing does little to help an already shaky launch. I didn't even know it came out! What the fuck? 
dead, man. Dead this whole time. Seriously, what's no, wrong? No, I know. Trust me. I okay. You know what? Fine. You, that's on me. Call yourself a fucking podcast host. No, call like, yourself on. Honestly, that's that's honestly what I'm thinking. Gamer. However, yeah, this thing has been buried because I read news every day. I, I read news every day, and I read gaming news every day. I've heard fuck all about this. Like I, I haven't read a single fucking thing about this. That's why I'm like, what? Okay. So, the Google Stadia launch already feels like it's been orchestrated by a two-bit gaggle of imposters with ambitions of making a splash in the cloistered gaming platform market. Not all early adapters will receive their launch kits. Wow. Uh, the launch lineup is decent, but doesn't pack anything exclusive or, you know, attention-grabbing. And yeah, reviews, <laughs> Yeah, reviews are nothing short of disastrous. Uh, people praising the tech, but saying that ultimately... There's nothing here. And we're looking at the game's lineup uh, starting November 19th, which is Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, Just Dance, Tomb Raiders, uh, Metro Exodus, Mortal Kombat. Red Dead 2. Red Dead 2. Hey, there's Farming Simulator. Destiny oh, 2. Shit. Gred. Zoo Tycoon on there? Uh, I don't see it. Coming by the end... Hey, with the vaping. Really? Sorry. By the end of the year... It's going to have Borderlands 3, Darksiders, Genesis. Wow, these guys are so far behind. These guys are scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Oh, man. These guys, they, 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 it looks like they raided the clearance bin at GameStop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get Assassin's Creed Odyssey for like around 15 bucks, you know, discount. You couldn't give it to me, but yeah. All yeah, right. like only a few games that are like you know, you know, top there. It's like Borderlands Three, Mortal Kombat Eleven. Oh no! Did you take that? Now we finally had a look at the launch game prices. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Mortal Kombat Eleven, Red Dead Redemption Two, arguably the best titles in the lineup, can be yours for the price sum of sixty dollars each. That's the price of a launch day title. Most of these games are now over a year old. These prices, uh, these prices are a hard sell when, <laughs> when the very same games are available for, cl for close to half the price on rival established consoles. Ooh, Google, what are you doing? Ooh, yeah, uh, mustard. Yeah. Go ahead and. Uh, yes, it's a new console, and the novelty factor may convince some part with their cash to experience these titles on a new platform, but in terms of convincing the general gaming community that Stadia is worth the investment, Google is missing the mark by a considerable margin. I completely fucking agree. The rest of Meander between $50 so far, for example, Just Dance 2020 down to $20 for Kine and Thumper. Okay, The only Stadia exclusive guilt is priced at $30. Then there are some pretty baffling oddities, such as $40 for 2016's Final Fantasy XV and $30 for 2015's Rise of the Tomb Raider. $30 bucks for Rise of the Tomb Raider, dude? But it's uh, literally free on Xbox? What the fuck? Yeah. That's so stupid. Uh, I mean, do, do we have... I'm trying to... I'm. Let's, let's take a look. Like, how much is the Google Stadia? Hold on a sec. I know we've already done some... Uh, some clicky clacking here, folks, but I'm honestly curious, all right? Because for them to charge this much, 
the fucking hardware better be goddamn dirt cheap. Welcome to Stadia. Yeah, welcome to Stadia. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, it looks like an Xbox controller with the PlayStation configuration. What? That's not yeah, pretty much to my eyes. That looks terrible. It does. It looks horrible. Okay. Everyone say that's bullshit right now. It doesn't play in 4K. Oh, you know it doesn't turn. Look, look, there's there's two there's two caveats, three and two. All right, so let's go down here and look for three and two. Gameplay experiences and features, including 4K HDR 60 frames per second and 5.1 uh, surround sound, are service network device and game dependent and may not be available for all games in all areas. 4K compatible HDTV and high-speed broadband internet connection required to play 4K and 5.1 surround sound only available to Stadia Pro subscribers. <laughs> oh my god! Non-subscribers may experience up to 1080p and 60 frames per second. Wow! Three, uh, Stadia controller and Google Chromecast Ultra are required to play on TVs. Chromecast Ultra requires a TV with an HDMI port, Wi-Fi connectivity, and a compatible Android or iOS mobile device. Minimum OS requirements are at this website. Availability and performance of features and services are applications, device network dependent and may not be available in all areas. More information is available at the Chromecast Help Center. Stadia controller requires a Wi-Fi connection, a mobile device running Android 6.0 or later iOS 11. All features, functionality, and other product specifications are subject to change without notice. Jesus Christ! And it's $129. Google, just stick to search engines. That was a bad timing. It's just bad timing, dude. Bad timing for a new console. What is $129? That kind of exclusivity for those prices, those games, dude? Fucking nope. no, dude. Nope. No. Nope. No. Nope. No, 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 nope. No, no. Not when the no. not when the not when the Xbox One all digital where all where most of those games are free right now. Yep. Is what one hundred and fifty bucks? Yeah, during the uh, on discount right now. Yeah, one hundred fifty bucks. You can get it right now. It's the equivalent of one S, so you can uh, upscale to four K. No extra fee required. Yeah, no extra fee required. So let's oh take a look gosh. at what's available on Xbox Game Pass. That is Metro Exodus, both all three of the Tomb Raiders, uh, the Wolfenstein's. Uh, Rage 2 just became available. Um, and a Dragon Ball, several Dragon Ball games are already available, and so is Mortal Kombat. Destiny is also available. Most <coughs> of this is available. So, you got nothing. And for those prices and for that bullshit available, oh, Grid was available too. So, you got nothing. You, you have officially yeah. failed. Google. $60 for Rise of the Tomb Raider, man. Shit, fuck all so that. Stupid, bro. That is so stupid. Speaking of stupid, Amazon's cloud gaming service could arrive next year and offer Twitch integration. You kind of mean like Mixer already does with Microsoft? Amazon, take a note from Google, okay? Just, just don't. 
All right, so it says here, Google Stadia Cloud Gaming Service launched on November 19th. We covered that. But we're already hearing more about Amazon's rumored entry into the space. I haven't. Uh, CNET reports that Amazon is planning to announce its own cloud gaming service next year. Uh, CNET's story corroborates a January report from the information which first revealed the existence of the service and said it is likely it wouldn't launch until 2020 at earliest. Uh, job listings have also given us evidence that Amazon has a cloud gaming service on the way. Okay, so this is just repeating itself. Hold on a sec. Yep, okay, still repeating itself. <clears throat> still repeating itself. Still repeating itself. Alright, here we go. Uh, Mustard, wanna go ahead? Amazon has experimented with cloud gaming before. Check out this video of a hybrid Amazon cloud game where you wield a giant crossbow that's running on an Amazon Fire tablet to fight back hordes of enemies that are created by remote servers. The graphics look a little dated, but keep in mind that the game made by Amazon's own Amazon Game Studios was released all the way back in 2014. I remember this too. This is the unmade game. I remember game. that game. Yeah. Yeah. They so, tried to pay a bunch of YouTubers and shit to play it. Yeah, it did not work out well. No, it didn't. Yeah, they were all like very honest. They were like, this game sucks. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, Deej, you want to go ahead and take that? <clears throat> but now more companies are jumping into the fray. I don't know why. Yeah. And there soon could be a Disney number of cloud gaming choices to pick from. Microsoft Project X Cloud Service, now in preview, has more than 50 games. EA held a two-week test of its Project Atlas Cloud Gaming Service in September. Code on a Valve website mentions something called Steam Cloud. Jeez, what the heck? It's like 2020 is gonna be like the you know the cloud game, uh, the cloud year. Nintendo has tested streaming games into the Switch in Japan. In January, The Verge reported that Verizon is testing Verizon gaming on the Nintendo Shield. And even Walmart is apparently exploring its own cloud gaming service. Wow. Good God. <laughs> Dude, good luck to any of these people 20, competing uh, with Xbox. Like, legit. Good, good fucking luck, dude. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. No, no. no, no like, you know, before I read the last sentence, you just kept going. 2020 is shaping up to be a big year for cloud gaming. Amazon could be one of the of the big big. No, play. it's no. not. It's not. It's no. not. Neither it's is Am neither is Verizon. Neither and yeah, neither is Nintendo. Walmart. Neither is Walmart. None of these. There's. It's, this isn't going anywhere. This is like fucking VR. It's a cool concept on paper, and a story. Terribly, well, terribly executed. Well, yeah, but no. To be fair, Nintendo might have a shot since they already are part of the gaming platform proper. But Google, that would Verizon, be the only one to come out of this. Slightly. Yeah, yeah, you know, Verizon, Walmart. No, no, just no. no. Okay, but let's no. take a look at why Nintendo would be possibly the only one that could come out on top on all this. Because they're the reputable game company right now. Like Keep going. All these other, all these other fools. Like you, you never heard of games being developed by fucking Verizon, bro. <laughs> like N Nintendo, have Nintendo. Sorry, N N Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo's got some real. Um, they have some real titles already. They already have competitive prices. They already cater to their audience with games. 
They know what they're doing. These other ones are just like, yeah, let's, let's throw some money at the wall and see if we can get some back. You know what I mean? That's the other. Those are the other people. But Nintendo's like, no, we're gamers for gamers. Yeah. I, I just I got issue with this, and I got big issues with this. The only reason I could possibly see Nintendo even coming close to coming out on top of all of this is the idea of how much time they spend on shit. You know what I mean? Like, like they're they're not going to release anything that hasn't been flood tested. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna research the shit out of it. And that's the that's the only thing I can think of. Like, literally, that's the only like everybody else is gonna be like, "Oh, check out our new cloud gaming server, oh, cloud gaming." And Nintendo's gonna be somewhere in the fucking background, like we talked about. <laughs> so long ago that they're the quiet kid in the back of the classroom going yeah go ahead <laughs> this is the class of what not to do yeah this is a class of how you fuck up and waste millions and millions of dollars and you know you know what's really funny though I'm noticing one specific name absent from all of this what Come on, look real close. What name is missing? Sony? Bing. Honestly, you know, I'm not surprised because they're focusing too much on their their next console right now. Uh, Nintendo, like I said, they're testing the wars, but like I said, they already have the platform. You know, the big, you know, like I said, the the big things, right? and, And Xbox already has their shit down. Like, you know, so there's no question there. Sony... Like Nintendo are probably just are, are figuring it out, but it's these other these other companies that have no business in gaming. Google, Walmart, Verizon. They're the they're the one they're the guppies in the ocean of sharks. And the worst part is, I don't know if they're too arrogant. I don't know if they're too blind, or like you said, just I think they're it. smart, huh? I think they're smart. Oh, how's that? They're just not gonna waste money and time where they know it's not gonna be fruit. No, yeah, well, that's true, you know, because just, they stick to their strengths and uh, and all that, that stuff. That could be it. That, that honestly could be it. They're just looking at this the same way we are and going, "This is fucking stupid." Yeah, this is pointless, dude. You're literally just throwing money away at this point for these for these developments that you're making. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sorry, quote unquote developments. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, people, moral of the story is. The Nintendo seal of approval, it actually stands something. I mean, and, something. And, and, and let's, really let's let, you know what another issue I'm looking at here and I'm, I'm noticing? We don't have a clear fucking definition of what cloud gaming is. Hmm. We don't. Can no, you guys honestly you nail, nail like, down what cloud gaming is? Uh, yeah, actually, I can. Cloud gaming is essentially Game Pass. You pay you pay a monthly subscription and you have access to all these different games and at the same time, it's that's, that's how gaming is. I but mean, if you want to, you, you wanna can run it through different services. Like like for example, uh, Epic Game Store has a cloud game. Like Steam already has cloud gaming. Like um, like yeah, do you, do you get what I'm saying that? Yeah, yeah, no, I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you just want to give it a few words, definition, just a gaming streaming service. Hmm. Like net, like Netflix with games. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, I guess we can. I guess we can kind of nail that down. But 
I still do not see. Do you get it though? Yeah, you know, I, I totally get it. It's, you know, the idea that everybody's like cloud gaming, cloud gaming, cloud gaming, cloud gaming. It's like, okay, define cloud gaming before you try to shove it down my throat. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with Netflix. When Netflix first came out, everybody was like, oh, we got to send in the DVDs and stuff. No, you don't anymore. What do you mean? Now you can just stream it off the internet. The fuck do you mean stream it? That's way easier, you know? Yeah. But it's it's the idea uh, it's the idea of, of like well what the fuck do you mean stream it? Uh, well, you just signed into a, a Internet Explorer somewhere and you log in and there you go. Okay, but what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't want to say that's where I'm at. I don't want to. I don't want to like like say that I'm outdated and don't understand that the whole thing. But but I'm you're like, outdated and don't understand. I'm more looking at the idea of, you know, like these guys are all trying to go in on something and they haven't even reached a definition of what it is yet. I mean, like I said, that's what it is. So that's just like Netflix with games. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's stupid and these people are stupid. I agree. How about that? I agree. <laughs> But I use Game Pass, so at the same time, I can't be like, fuck it all, you know? Well, no, like, <laughs> like Game Pass, I don't I don't consider Game Pass, like, like a, like a cloud service, I guess. I don't it consider is. that. Literally, I, it is. By definition, it, it more than likely is, and I'm just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just the, the idea that it's, I, I, don't, I don't know, like, these guys are trying to go into a market by charging for individual games. While touting the name Cloud Gaming, you know that that's I guess that's where my disconnect is. I guess it's like the uh, definition of streamline. You know, code word for dumb the fuck down. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> you know, like 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 the remake of Planet of the Apes. You know, the old school. Uh, what's his name? What, Charlie Heston? No, not Charlie Heston. No one afterward. Uh, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, Mark Wahlberg, him. You know, how they always say is like, this is not a remake, it's a reimagining. Yeah, I guess because, I guess, like I said, I guess that's where my disconnect is. They're charging for individual games while calling it a streaming service. That's like, that's like you pay a monthly service for, for Netflix, but you have to buy every movie no, individually. See, that's what that's what Stadia is doing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, That's what, what Stadia is doing. Not, not any of these fools. These fools are like, like Game Pass. Like I said, you just pay one time fee or a monthly fee or a yearly fee or even a fucking lifetime fee, and you get access to them for free. Yeah, no, I get so, that. Yeah, but That's Stadia smart. is the one that you just said. Like, oh, you got to pay, and then you got to pay again. Yeah, and that's I guess that's where my disconnect is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if everybody yeah. was on the same page, I'd be a lot more. I guess willing to go along with the whole flow but because stadia is fucking up and amazon we know is gonna fuck it up i'm like okay we need it we need it all of all all of us need to sit the fuck down you know you know what i mean to put this together <laughs> and i guess that's where my disconnect is maybe i'm an idiot that that could be rightfully so but for me there's a disconnect there and i don't like it anyways i mean yeah speaking of uh not liking shit rumor a resident <laughs> evil 3 remake is on the way 
And I don't give a fuck. What about yeah, you? Uh, yeah. Uh, people, if you don't realize, De- uh, Dead Man really, really, really hates Nemesis. He <laughs> really hates that fucker. Yeah. He hates Nemesis for the same reason he hates Halo, for the same reason he hates Gears of War 3, for the same reason he hates a lot of shit. Because they could have done something with him in this story. And instead, he's just a tank that walks around and goes, stars. Well, yeah, dude. Like, he's a scary guy. No, no. Mr. X was scary. The Titan was scary. (laughs) Even to a certain extent, I'm hungry. I'm scary. (laughs) Me, when I have not rested and have no caffeine in me, I'm scary. Nemesis, that's not scary. Give me, give me a, give me a, a, a t-shirt launcher and some, uh, some, some of those wooden balls for ski ball. I can take him down. <laughs> Damn. Am I, am I, am I wrong? <laughs> Come on. Oh. At, at one fucking point in the game, you are literally taking him down with a pistol. But he was already weak. Like, hadn't you been through like a plane crash or something? No, that's literally in the middle mm. of the game. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> yes, man. Dang, I, it's been years since I played it. Yeah, same, dude. Not played in a long time. <laughs> I just, I, I know my Resident Evils because in the middle yeah, of the I game, mean, you're stripped of everything. You get one pistol back. You remember that now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're taking him down with a pistol. Give me a t-shirt gun. Well, you never, you never fucking kill him though. You don't kill him with the pistol. You just like try to piss him off, you know. Bro, give me a t-shirt gun. <laughs> those wooden balls from Ski Ball. I'll take them out. And I'm I, and I am not some incompetent fucking stars member. I'll take this motherfucker out permanently. Okay. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> I'm not really looking forward. I really don't care for Resident Evil remakes. I really do think that they're bad games that play poorly. And uh, yeah, they should remain in nostalgia. And we should move mm-hmm. the fuck forward. What about you, DJ? Make better movies. <laughs> no, I'm so done with Resident Evil movies. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that Capcom is, uh, you know, you know, like it's actually coming out of that rut they had back in the uh, early uh, early 2010s. That was a bad year. So you know, in that regard, you know, I'm glad they're making games that people love. You know, you know that they're falling out of that rut again, but. As far as Resident Evil Three goes, uh, I'm sorry, I I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I didn't. I mean, even with the original one, it was like, okay, I played it. I pretty much did everything I needed to go. It's over. And that was the problem with Resident Evil Three for me. It's like you know, okay, once I once you play it, it was over. That's yeah, done. You know, Resident Evil Two, you can play two different characters, two different scenarios in different ways. I mean, Resident Evil Three is only one character, and she can make you can make like choices on where to go, but Honestly, they really don't much matter in the end. Nope. In the end, it's just still, you know this this big hulking beast, you know, with a rocket launcher that's constantly after you. Stars. That's pretty much like Mister X, and, and and that's also the other thing I, I don't understand because you know I played Shut Resident Evil Two remake. Stars. <laughs> you know I played Resident Evil Two remake and I thoroughly enjoyed. It. I thought it was what a remake should be, but Stars. after experiencing Mister X, it's like, how are you gonna like? Because Nimbus is supposed to be like Mr. X times 10. Like that always stars. constant hulking monster that, that keeps coming after you. It says, it says stars. 
Stars. So like, is he ever? Is he is he gonna follow you like wherever you go, or even when you go into the save room? A uh, save room? Are you safe there? Stars. I'd say, yep. You know, it's just it, it's just so weird. I don't know how they're gonna top Mister X. I don't think they can. Stars. One more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole fucking game. That is literally the whole game. Somebody talks. Somebody says stars. End of story. Wait, but why though? Because it fucking sucked. Resident Evil 3, as far as I'm concerned, one of the weakest Resident Evils. That's yeah, it. honestly. Yeah, honestly, I would like to have a remake of Code Veronica myself. Or, uh,. Give Resident Evil 2 remake a uh, treatment of the of the first Resident Evil. That'd be pretty cool. Or Zero. I hated that stupid inventory shit. Ugh. I didn't like Zero. But anyway. <laughs> I, I, I found Zero pointless and the whole monster that they tried to use for the game also completely pointless because it pops up nowhere else in any yeah, other story, it, in any other piece of canon. Yeah, it was so weird. Like There happened to be another mansion in the same area. With and the exact same it, facilities, with the exact same monsters, with the exact same Wesker doing the exact same thing, even though we know that he was dispatched in the first game with the first squad or second yeah. squad. Like, yeah, like Wesker happened to be here. there, and now you guys, it's a, you guys yeah. are looking way too much into it, honestly. Yeah. Well, it was part of our childhood uh, growing up. I guess we just can't help but talk about it, be frustrated over some yeah, of the no, decisions. Yeah, no, it's completely fucking stupid. Zero was stupid. It was pointless, but people wanted to play as Rebecca more, and they wanted this whole switch back and forth between two characters thing that they played with in, in Resident Evil 4. So, it was. it's fucking stupid. 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 It's stupid. And I hate it. Uh, yeah, so Resident Evil Eight, Capcom, Resident Evil Eight. Yeah, don't don't get That's, stuck. Don't get stuck again. You know, like you know, you have we know you have trouble do, uh, counting <laughs> Street Fighter series. Anybody? But yep. come on, eight. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Mustard, you got anything to pin on it? I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna play it. Um, so no. Okay. So let's uh, dead that and move on. Dead that and move Thank you. It's so fucking loud, my guy. <laughs> Frozen 2 has the biggest global animated opening of all time. And so far, the reviews have come back. And from what I've read, nobody even cares. Like, apparently, this thing wait. is just a cash grab to, to wait, introduce. There, wait, oh, there was a movie that came out? Yeah, Frozen 2, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And I the, have the not reviews. heard a goddamn thing about it. <laughs> you serious? Hey, are you just? Are you just? Are you making wow. fun of me, motherfucker? No, 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 no. I legit, I did not know there was a Frozen Two. I swear to God. Well, holy crap! Look, the shoes on the other foot with Dead Man having Google <laughs> yep. Stadium now. Mustard was yeah. Frozen. Yep. Yep. Hit me with it. All right. After a few weeks of paltry box office players, Frozen Two has stormed in. With a crystalline $127 million domestic debut. Worldwide, it. it's going to rake in about $350 million, That's making it. it the top grossing animated film globally of all time. That is a lot of caveats, though. Give me two of them. <laughs> per deadline, Frozen 2 is now domestically the number one animated film opening for November, beating The Incredibles, The Grinch, and The First Frozen, and is in line to take the fifth place for all-time November openings behind The Hunger Games, Twilight, Twilight, and Twilight. Twilight. 
<laughs> oh, Frozen, you lost the Twilight. Oh, Ugh. God. I guess, uh, Damn it. you can't let it go, huh? Let it go. <sighs> Disney can clean with distant second places. Well, as last week's topper, Fox Fox's Ford versus Ferrari pulled in an estimated sixteen million. Um, so let's check out how does Frozen Two stack up the, in the ranks of Disney Pixar openings. Uh, so here is the rank the ranks so far. <laughs> uh, number ten. Go ahead and uh, start us off. Did you take uh, ten through five? Or 10 through 6. Go 10 through 6, Deech. <laughs> okay, at number 10, we have Finding Nemo for $70,251,710. With The Incredibles, that's the first one, was $70,467,623. Zootopia, every furry's fantasy. <laughs> Monsters University, 82,829,469. And Inside Out at number six at 90,440,272 dollars. Have you guys actually seen Zootopia get Rule 34 I know, and I don't want to. No, I have not. I. <laughs> I got to send you guys some links. No. Just don't open it on your I mean, computer. No. Wow. Virus. I no. mean, I'm pretty sure it, 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 dang, I mean, practically speaking, I'm pretty sure that guy ruled 34 like as soon as the first trailer was shown. Uh, oh, oh, no. Yeah. Mustard. Oh, yeah. Mustard, read it. Rule 34. Ah. <laughs> Incredibles 2, 182 million. From 5 to 1, dipshit. <sighs> Toy Story another three. fucking... <laughs> <laughs> You literally don't pay me to do this shit, alright? <laughs> Toy Story 3 with 110 million. Toy Story 4 with 120 million. Frozen 2, which is the only one with an even number. 127 million. Fighting Dory is 135. And Incredibles 2 with 182.6 million. That is actually kind of weird, now that you point that out. It is literally at a perfect $127 million. And the other ones are like 120.90865 and shit. Like that's the other ones. Weird. There, it's weird. That's yeah, weird. that... That's yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a complete estimate, because there's no way all the people <laughs> have you, to have the exact change. Uh, that's sketchy. Here's the top 10 North American box office for the weekend. Uh... Damn, Joker's still going at two million. Last Christmas is three million. Charlie's Angels three million. The Good Liar three million. Playing with Fire four million. Midway four million. Twenty One Bridges nine million. Uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood <laughs> re- remarkably thirteen million. Ford versus Ferrari sixteen million and Frozen Two with a hundred and twenty seven million. Okay, but like that's just that's just that though, like. How much did fucking Endgame do in their first weekend? Everything. We're all broke because of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Frozen ain't got I, shit on Endgame, dude. Yeah. I think what they're trying to boast is like, this is the biggest animated yeah, opening yeah. ever. Yeah, 90% like of Endgame was fucking animated. Okay, don't give me that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. It's like, but it's not, it's not animated. It's real. It's, uh, 
CGI. What the, what the, what the, did you just choke on whatever word you were trying to conjure up there, Deej? You didn't have it loaded? I, I think I did. <laughs> you were going for something, and you just I mean, missed yeah, the word. Right? Oh my god. Yeah. This whole live action thing when it's really CGI just pisses me off. Okay, you know what, dude? You're handing those out like they're fucking candy. We need to get out one of them, okay? You need to calm the fuck down, okay, guys? I heard DJ's voice. You know, like when you're walking downstairs and you miss the last stair? <laughs> that was DJ's oh, yeah. voice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, you're gonna fucking die for like a split second. <laughs> right? You're gonna have a stroke. Like, like, like DJ, DJ was going for something hard and he missed that last step and he goes, Oh no, you mean. Oh shit! Real. <laughs> yes, yes, DJ, that's what we meant. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, do I? Dude, I said it, so I, I know what I know. I had uh, I fucked up on that last part. <laughs> That's okay. That's why I've had you out today. Everyone's getting one. Yeah, okay. You were itching for mine. Yeah, I was actually. Uh, Netflix cancels Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Speaking of a misstep. <sighs> this was announced on Thanksgiving. As uh, Netflix has elected to cancel future seasons of uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, according to Jonah Ray, the show's host. Uh, Thanksgiving was often a memorable time for uh, Mystery Science fans, with new episodes and marathons typically showing up around the holiday. But it seems this time, it's going to be bittersweet. As reported by the AV Club, the future of Mystery Science Theater 3000 seems unclear for now, but the show's creator, Joel Hodgson, promises that he will do his best to keep the series alive. And a note to Kickstarter backers, which is the biggest issue here. Hodgson reassures fans that this is not the last chapter for MSTK. <sighs> I mean, here's a, here, Mystery of Science Theater 3000. This thing was created it, by Joel Olstein? Yes. This thing is Mystery of Science Theater 3000. I have such a love for it because it gave, it helped give me my really twisted sense of humor and like my ability to roast movies and for muster too. I know, mm-hmm. uh, DJ. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how deep you are with this. Oh yeah, I was man. So, you know, like it, it gave us all this weird ability and framework into which to, which to roast movies. But this fucking show is so hard to keep on air. And I don't know why. You know what I mean? Probably because of copyright and shit, dude. Every, well, all the movies they review and all the movies they talk about are uh, public domain unless they're sent to them to literally say, hey, roast my movie. Okay, what about, what about uh, like, runtime, you know? That's always, that's hard, too. Uh, it's a, it's a one-hour show. So? So, I mean, on, on, uh, on normal TV, it's 44 minutes. With with commercials and shit, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't I don't understand. I I just I don't understand why this why this show is so fucking hard to keep on air. I mean, what what do you think, Deej? Like, what, what's your, what's your conspiracy theory here? Um. Honestly, I think it's because it's it's one of those shows for a select group of audience. You think it's too niche? You know, because the thing is, like, I don't think it's the type of show that, you know, like, unless you're guys like us, I don't think it keeps people's attention for very long. 
Hmm. You know, it's because, you know, there's you know, a different movie every time. And it's like, you know, maybe no, you know, consistency or, you know, continuation or anything like that. You know, it's literally a janitor and, you know, two, you know, robot, whatever, you know, roasted movies. You know, and, and here, you know, and then you have like, you know, other like competitions, quote unquote, like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, check out this movie over here. You know, I took out the Terminator 2, like in theaters or freaking, um, you know, the Predator came out. You know, because in the end, you have to hold people's attention. It's like there's like a lot already going on around there. I think it would have a better shot if it was like if it roasted like current movies. Yeah, I can I can say that, or at least some more classic movies because I know they did stuff on like like for like Patreons they did Jaws, and they've done some really old school classic movies as well. And you can only watch those if you pay for the subscription, and that's kind of what I was talking about. Uh, that um, a lot of this shit, um, the Kickstarter people, they owe a lot of, th- that's a lot of money that people invested in this. I think this is also one of those uh, Kickstarters that got met like almost overnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a good show. And honestly, I, I think part of the issue is its inconsistency. Of how long it stays up, how long it stays on the network, how long it how long it lasts on the network, and in the end, just how quickly it falls off. It like we've only had Mystery Science Theater three thousand on Netflix for a short while. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. Uh, yeah, twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. So it's been literally one year, and. Since then, old episodes have aired on various channels until Netflix decided to bring it down. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it, and I wish, I wish we had an explanation. But this does suck because I do love Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. <sighs> maybe one day, maybe Hulu will pick it up. Maybe. <laughs> huh? Hulu's been rescuing shows. Yeah, they have actually. So, speaking of rescuing, <laughs> Deej, why don't you tell oh, us yeah. about the movie you watched just the other day that I told you was awesome and you happened to disagree? Yeah, I didn't disagree with it. I just It just wasn't what I, I uh, expected. Basically, the movie <laughs> itself is called Cabin in the Woods. I was always curious about it because... You know, I like myself a good horror film. But for some reason, I just could never bring myself to actually, you know, watch it. You know, when I finally got, you know, when I finally was ready to watch it, it was it was off Netflix. So that pissed me off. And during this Black Friday weekend sale, whatever, it was on sale on uh, iTunes for like five bucks. I was like, you know, it's like, oh, hey, cool. I call up Dead Man. It's like, you know, so it's like uh, so for five bucks. So should I get it? He was like, yes, get it, get it, get it. It's like one of the best horror movies ever. And so I got it, and I watched it. And damn, come on, lay it out. Okay, yeah, look, right like that. You're you're on the couch. The therapy session has begun. <laughs> yeah, this movie. Look, I, I I'm sorry. Like I know it's in the genre of horror, and I know a lot of people consider it horror, but I'm sorry, I don't see the horror in it. There's. To me, it's a black comedy. There's too much of a disconnect. 
you know, between for me, I could see that. You know, yeah, I mean, for me, between the horror and the and the comedy, because you know, you you have horror franchises or movies that has com- uh, comedic elements, like look at Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, Freddy Krueger. You know, he you know he's he's com- he's comedic. He has you know comedy el- elements, but he's still terrifying. And he, te- he and he's still terrifying, especially back then, because he was unpredictable. And when he got serious, you know, you fucked up. With Cabin in the Woods, I you know it's like when I tried to you know bring myself into the horror aspects, like uh, you know these okay okay it's like you know these people you know they, they go to this cabin in the woods, but it turns out this is all actually part of a, a ritualistic sacrifice. And spoilers, <laughs> dude, it's two thousand twelve. I am sorry, you know like we have a six weeks rule. This is way beyond that. You guys are fucking wow, but yeah, screw them. Trust, 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 trust me. Even though you're hearing the plot, it ruins nothing of the movie. That's true. It, honestly, it really doesn't. But basically, it's pretty much all a, uh, a realistic, uh, a ritualistic sacrifice. You know, and it's you know, and the way it's done is you know, it, it's it's clever for the way it's all structured and, and all that stuff. But I couldn't get into the horror aspect because when we, we when we really started to bring out the horror, it, it'll it'll cut away shift. To the you know to this to the other side I guess you just say of the plot, you know, and, and yeah. that's you know this is where the real spoiler comes in. I won't spoil that, but you know, I won't. Well, shoot, you watch the movie, but uh, other side of the plot because like okay, here comes like these zombies, you know, this zombie family's about to come in, like about to redneck kill these kids, redneck torture you know? zombies. Yeah, oh yeah, it's like the redneck torture family, the zombie redneck torture family. <laughs> You know, about to come and kill these kids, and it'll shift to the, uh, you know, to the other side of the plot. This organization has to, who has to monitor this, and it's like, all right, the redneck torture family or the Buckners, the Buckners with the W. <laughs> you know, because you know they they bet this like you know like you would bet on a football game or something. Yeah, and and that just like just trains any tension I had or any, uh, <laughs> you know, or, or, or sort of, it just kills it. You know, it's like how can I get into this when they when they treat this situation so comedic? The, and like, like, okay, it, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I, no, I, I'll, no. I'll rebuttal later. You know, it's like, like I said, it, it, this is what I mean. It's like you have horror and you have comedy, but for me, it was too much comedy with the you know, with this section because I I can't get into it. Like I said, a lot of the people, by all means, you know, you consider a horror or horror comedy, you know, that's great. But to me, it's a black comedy. I could not take you know, I could not take this seriously. It got to the point where I was just more pissed off than I was like really uh frightened you know uh, you know frightened or, or anything like that. And, and not and not because of the plot, because of the plot, but you know, this organization, you know, they just pissed me off so much. Like uh what you know what what really just completely like destroys everything and I had to literally shift my uh my priorities and and once I did that you know, you know, I ended up loving the movie. Was uh, the organization? You know, because you know they're doing because this operation is happening during multiple points throughout the world, and like these, you know, these nine-year-old Japanese girls managed to take care of their their, their horror. And this organization guy, who's probably like in his freaking seventies, you see the, the, these girls. Remember, these are nine-year-old girls who managed to Japanese stave off girls. this terror. Yeah, Japanese girl who stay off this this terror. These you know these they're basically babies, and he said, 
fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you to nine-year-old girls who got to live. Yeah. And he, and he literally said it's like, you know, it's like, oh, kill you're, nine-year-old girls. You're like, yeah, how hard is it to t- kill nine-year-olds? I'm like, you say these days, he's like, <laughs> you know, like at that point, I knew I had to shift because I, 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 I could not take because uh, the way it was delivered was funny. I did laugh. I laughed my ass off at that one section. But the fact of the matter is, is that you have to try to take this with a certain amount of seriousness when it comes to horror, at least to me. Uh, and I can't. I can't. I, I, like I said, like, you know, like I said, you know, and I, I told you that, man, you have a weird way of thinking. I do, you know, but to me, there has to be like some element. Like, you have to have a, like a core seriousness. And with, once that point is like, I hate this organization. No, these people need to die. And I had to literally shift my. Uh, I had to stop treating it as a horror because it was just pissing me off. The more and more I was watching it as a horror, but once I shifted it to a black comedy, like once like, no, this is a black comedy to me. That's when I greatly enjoyed the film. And after that, I watched it several times, and I and I sat back and enjoyed it. But when they was trying to say, oh, like the seriousness, you know, because like around like the, the last third of the movie, it's like, oh, that's when shit goes down. This is when we're getting serious and all this stuff. I was like, no, it, it's too fucking late for me. For two thirds of the movie, you literally screwed everything over. Don't start taking it serious now. Because <laughs> I can't. You literally destroyed it. You know, you're like a freaking assassin putting a bullet through my heart with this shit. Don't, no, don't do that. No, no, it's over. Just die. And boy, was it so sad. The last third of the movie was so satisfied. I, I watched that over again. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna watch it as soon as this podcast is over. Just that last third. God, that was so good. Security Weaver's great. Yeah, she is. Uh, Mustard, what, do, do you have any rebuttals to any of this? No, I, I see exactly what he's saying. Like, I'm not. I I kind of agree. Actually, it's it's really not a horror movie for me either. But um. Okay, but why? You know. Because I don't know. There's just too many gimmicks. That's yeah, true. Like, too many, too many Scooby Doo gimmicks. <laughs> Yo, didn't they seem like a Scooby Doo game to kids? I mean, it seems like a Scooby Doo game. Period, my man. Yeah, it won five and- meter awards, fright meter awards, which was best horror movie, best director, and best screenplay. Yeah, as I said before, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people consider it horror, but I can't. <clears throat> to me, it's a black comedy. And truth be told, one of the interesting things about this movie is that. When you really think about it, uh, the organization, they failed in their task pretty early on in the film. Uh-huh. Like, because the thing is, like, you know, you rewatch and you look at this, it's like, oh, it was, it was all up to us. Oh, they're dead. It's like, but no, you guys failed, like, like so so much earlier. It, it's, it's literally not even funny. Like, they were screwed. But the thing is, is that, that they were so arrogant and their tasks that they don't they didn't even realize they failed. Like, uh, but the thing is, is that they, they never knew. And they probably failed in every other uh, attempt, but they never knew that because the Japanese had the 100% success rate. They were the go-to. Uh, well, like, I mean, okay, we could get into that part, I guess, after we, if we consider the whole we talk, because, damn, I mean, just talking about how must they how flawed and how they must they failed that could be its own thing in itself which will probably will be well i mean i can't well first of all no it's not a black comedy black comedy 
is death to smoochie. Black comedy is eight heads in a duffel bag. Black comedy is one night at McCool's. Black comedy is the most twisted, darkest sense of humor you could think of. That's what uh, a black comedy is. This is a I'm, horror comedy. Much I'm pretty like, much sure when you say fuck you to nine-year-olds freaking living, that's pretty fucked up, twisted shit. I'm sorry, dude. Point there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I'm sorry. That, honestly, this, that literally just proved my point. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Damn. Hold on. Mustard, which is more fucked up? Death to Smoochie or Cabin in the Woods? Really think about this. I'm going to say, okay, because Death to Smoochie is a situation to move a person, and Cabin in the Woods has to deal with like the end of the whole you know, earth and shit, so I'm going to say Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, you can't really? get more fucked up in the yeah. Honestly, when you think about it, you can't get much more fucked up than the, the death of everything. I'm about to say apocalyptic situations. You know, well, causing the, the, yeah. the, the end game is different than the this, the whole situation in itself. For me, for, for me, the idea, dead, Miguel, like literally, you can't get more fucked up than that. Everyone's dead. Yeah, you can. like dead, dead. You forget. Like, you forget who you're talking to. First of all, second I'm of all, about generation. Like, like I said, you think weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You think we're... I'll talk about, like, general stuff here, okay? Like, we're not talking dead man level. Dead man level is, like, on, on a cosmic scale here. The <laughs> Dead man level is Thanos. Anyways, you know, seriously. Um, no, like, like black comedies... Black comedies are seven psychopaths. One of, one of Mustard's favorite movies. Oh, I love that movie. But that's a black comedy. That is a black comedy. That oh, is, yeah. I would yeah. admit that completely, one hundred percent. And that's why him calling the cabin in the woods a black comedy, I can't go along with it. I can call it a horror comedy, like it's a, a Tucker horror comedy as well. Yeah, Tucker, Tucker yeah. and Dale versus Evil, horror comedy. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, horror comedy. Yeah, the 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 comedy is the main part of it, but the the idea that or the the fact that there is some very very visceral horror elements. And the, are the situations in the movie are like pretty, pretty fucking terrifying. At the like, at the at, at world's end, another Simon Pegg one. That's, that's a horror comedy. comedy. That's just a comedy. Nah, that's not a horror comedy. That's just a comedy. That's uh, kind of fucked up. I guess we, we, yeah, we could not, call it a sci-fi it's not comedy. Really scary though. It's more yeah, of a okay, thriller. Okay. Like yeah, thriller sci-fi com- sci-fi comedy. Either way. Uh, like the the thing is, is that this is very situational thing. I just I just can't go with calling it a black comedy. I can't do that. Mainly, I guess mainly because I've seen too many black comedies. You know what I mean? I think you're just being a contrarian prick. No, I love this movie, and I and I want to give it as many titles as I can to get as many people to watch it as I can. But the black comedy title, the, the, I, almost everything else, I agree with the DJ has said. I just can't go along with the black comedy. That's really the only thing I have against. That's the only barb there. As for the rest of it, though, I think the movie's fucking hilarious. I think the movie is seriously twisted. I think the idea that they have to make these characters play into the tropes, into the stereotypes, made it even better for me. Like, like, uh, where, where, uh, where we're expecting to go into this cabin in the woods, this evil dead kind of thing where everybody's a fucking moron like these people this this organization actually has to dumb down the characters to get them to do stupid shit because they know that it's from from them walking onto the scene that these people are smarter 
than, than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I like little things like that. Little things that make the movie, like, so much better than a lot of other horror comedies. And honestly, I think that's, like, one of their downfalls, really. Actually forcing these tropes onto these characters. Well, when they don't, when they, when they don't fit them. Do you ever think that maybe that's what that's what uh, all horror movies are with these tropes? Well, not yeah, but with horror movies, it's supposed to be like part of the plot. But here you see them literally focusing, you know, like you know, these, you know, them shooting these chemicals at these characters, literally transforming them into things that they're not. I think, like, when it comes to this quote unquote system, I think they, you know, I think that's when they when they really started failing. Like, like when they start forcing these people when they're really not. I mean, because in the end, it's just a chemical that's making them do this. This is not who they really are. I mean, granted, I mean, it's like it's like it's like yeah. it's like it's, yeah. it's like in a horror movie when you see somebody get drunk, and then they could do something stupid. I mean, that's it's that's like kind of aching to where it is. It's like a Serbian film. Oh god! Yeah. Oh, god. No, no, <laughs> but, uh, no. And like I said, and, no. and people, oh, hey. like I said, I mean, everything, like everything, you know, you can like argue, like you know, making them for. Uh, these stereotypes, maybe that might have worked. Maybe I doubt it. But honestly, I think they failed when when uh, Chris Hemsworth character drives into the freaking uh, energy wall. I thought that was really because, cool. You know, it was a no, cool that's, effect. That's but I think that's what they learned. Like, it's all just a simulation. I think, right? Yeah. Well, it it, it is. That's that's, in a that's sense. the that's the coming that's the aha moment. That's yeah, the, oh, yeah, they're yeah. they're they're being forced into these stereotypes. They're being forced into this role. They're being forced yeah. into all of this. That's the aha moment. That's where the other yeah. side of it, the organization, and the 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 five kids. That's where they all collide. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. But I think that's when the organization failed. Is when Chris Hemingworth died because of that energy war. Because one of the rules say they have to die from the horror they brought upon themselves. They didn't bring that wall to themselves. No, but he did yeah, drive yeah. into it himself. No, no, no. no. He, yeah, he drove into it himself. But the whore his that was foot, chosen from them was the zombie. Yeah. Like, 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 like. No, no, no. Like, but remember, the whore yeah. that they brought up from themselves is the zombie redneck truck, uh, trucker. The zombie redneck family. Okay, but hold That's on, hold on, hold on. Whore. Hold on. You're, you're forgetting who wrote it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I okay, get but it. hold on. Hold but, on. Hold, there's like, a reason. Hold on. Hold, let me finish. Let me finish. There's a reason I'm telling you you're forgetting who wrote that. Joss Whedon himself wrote this, along with Drew Goddard. Both of these motherfuckers, one of their favorite goddamn things to do is pick nit uh, or, or, or uh, nitpick loopholes in religion and, and, and laws and constitutions and story arcs and everything else. So when they write something that's purposefully done like this, it was done on purpose, and we can all count well, on that. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm not saying it wasn't done on purpose, but this is my theory that this is when the organization failed. I'm not saying the writers failed. For what they wrote, it was you know it was solid. I'm just saying the organization failed at that moment. Again, I, I, I'm with Mustard. I'm with Mustard you know, this. He did it himself. Uh, yeah, no, he drove into the wall himself, but the horror has to be brought upon himself. That's I mean, pretty horrible. That the whole point? I mean... <laughs> In the end, if that was the case, then why does this organization just go in and shoot them? Because that's not the horror that they brought upon themselves. Exactly. They didn't bring that wall upon themselves. The zombies brought them upon It was the zombies that was the horror. But not the wall. You're not getting it. You're not getting it, brother. The wall itself was activated after they picked the redneck zombies. So, yes, Granted. technically they did. 
bring the wall up when they picked the, the, the redneck torture zombies. The wall was erected because of the horror that they chose. Yeah, like, it wasn't there before, but when they did the shit, it was there. So, technically, they did bring it upon themselves. So Wait, actually, no, it was there, remember? The bird yeah, crashed into they, it? Because they crashed the threshold. The, oh, yeah, wait, right. wait, isn't the threshold the cave entrance? Yeah, the little tunnel. Yeah. 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 You know you're right. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I still feel like he did kill himself though. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna. Say oh, he killed wrong. himself. It's just that it, it wasn't the fact that he didn't kill himself. I think it, it was, was a just... horrible way to die. You're wrong. What was that? Uh, Mustard trying to tell you you're wrong. Either way. So, folks, it, it, whose side of the argument are you on? Is this a black comedy? Is this a horror comedy? Is this a horror? Uh, let us know, please. Uh, this is something that we were gonna put to people on Twitter. After today, I um, don't know why, because this is what I think the movie is, is a freaking black comedy. Well, I mean, other people think that way. That's cool. But because I we're just think all it's a black uh, comedy. we're all on different pages about this. So let's let the let's let the let's let our audience decide. I got to watch that movie again. Where is it on? Is it on Netflix or no, uh, it's not on Netflix or on Hulu. I had to buy it off iTunes for five bucks. That sucks, dude. I don't want no copy yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I mean, if other people vote horror, I mean, that's you know, that's them. Great, but I'm sorry, I can't consider it a horror. I can, I can for the Cenobites, for the vamp, for the Dragon Bat. I can for the Unicorn, for the Merman, for Kevin, Kevin the alone. Mermaid, dude. The Merman, yeah, Kevin. Come on. <laughs> oh, thank God you didn't see one there. They're terrible. No, dude, seriously. <laughs> there's a reason no one votes for him. Yeah, there's a reason nobody bets on Kevin, but. Anyways, I love it. You love it. We all love it. We're just we're just gonna let our we're just gonna let our fans decide. So let's go ahead and dead that and move on. We have a new number one, and it is our homie Posty. Oh God. Post Malone climbs to number one with Circles. Uh, someone you loved drops again to number two. Uh, Good as Hell by Lizzo is number three. Uh, Memories by Maroon 5, number 4, L- Lose You to Love Me, Selena Gomez. By the way, I finally Holy crap, understood. Maroon 5 is relevant again? Yeah. I, I finally understood that title there, Mustard. <laughs> Dumbass. Really? You barely got it. A week later, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because I, I was listening back to the show for, for sound check. Uh-huh. And I forgot what you said. And you said something that was like, and I was already, and I had already started to tune the fucking song back out, and I was like, because that's that's how much I hate pop music is. I started to automatically tune it out, and then you said something, and I was like, oh, I gotta pay attention to this part. And then she said something in the song, and I'm like, oh, oh, still sucks. Moron. No, you know, I'm a moron. Okay, dude. <laughs> So, what do you guys what, what do you guys stand on this while I bring up the video? Because we have to listen to it. Honestly, I, mean, I don't like Post Malone anymore. Why? I found out that he spent two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a fucking Dallas Cowboys gold chain with diamonds, and I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, that, that you lost me. <laughs> oh, but, but why? Because nah, dude, I'm sorry, but people with that kind of money need to do something good with it. 
Well, I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the other charities and buying a, buying a Dallas Cowboy gold chain with diamonds in it. That's not good, dude. Like it's not doing good with well, it. Well, I mean, he also buys F one firearms and custom Razorback computers. So he also buys like Lamborghinis and Rolex watches that cost more than my entire life. So no, I'm sorry. I like, mean, I don't just, know. He's turned into a basic fucking bitch rapper to me. That's what I'm trying to say. He's turned into one of those guys. You just like, oh god, he's just bragging about how much money he has again. It's turned one of those guys, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't know if he's bragging, but well, let's check out. Let's check out the video. Uh, Deej, what do you what do you think? Whatever. Uh, I just want to see the video. Okay. That's one. That's the thing I was talking to Mustard about a little while ago. There's always death in his videos. So hard not to sing along. <laughs> Cut his hair. Because <laughs> with this cat. Yeah. 
I knew he died in this video. I knew he did. <laughs> what? That, that's it? You guys, you guys are done talking for the... <laughs> what the fuck? It was okay, I guess. Deej? Yeah, actually not bad. I like it. Like, yeah, it was, you know, it was catchy. Uh, what I said earlier. So now, you, now you're just pissed at him because he's spending money. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he's mentioning I mean, it in his music. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's making its way to his music, and I don't like that. Where? Wait, what song? Uh, oh shit, I forgot how what's what, what the name is, but I it's hundred thousand dollars on the tabletop. Same prize as my whip, same prize as my watch. Forgot what it's called though. All right, let's hmm. see. Yeah, post Malone, you go. Candy paint from two years ago, dude. Still. It happened. Oh, oh, fuck. We're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing For something he said two years ago, dude, really? Dude, but still, like. No, 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 no. 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 Okay, think, of, think of Post Malone two years ago, bro. Think of Post Malone two years I ago. I can't because I didn't give a fuck about him two years ago. The same way I don't give a fuck about any of these other artists two years ago. Because to me, that's, they didn't fucking exist. That's fucking your problem, though. That's not That's not on them. Like, they had. They still had success given your fucking stupid ass opinion or not. That's, that's not. That doesn't matter. Exactly. Well, I know that I my fucking opinion doesn't matter. What you're trying to say is look at Post Malone two years ago. Look at the idiots who did uh, that song Bad and Bougie. Fucking from how long ago? Whatever year or two like ago, four or five years ago, dude. It's 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 the same stupid fucking and concept. It's still relevant. They're still rapping about the same shit. And now Post Malone isn't. Yeah, he now is. Post Malone's still gone is. full fucking sad boy, dude. This he, the song we literally just listened to from a month and still, a half he ago. He still raps about how much money he has. I swear to God. Okay, citation needed. So that's your homework. Anyways. Thank you, Posty. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's number one. As far as I'm concerned, he's he he he's earned it. I like the idea that he shifted from standard bullshit money on the table rapper to full on sad boy a la Joji. I like it. Yeah, it works. I mean, yeah. Congratulations on success. Yeah. So let's see here. The the who's Pete Townsend. Uh, clarifies controversial comments on Keith Moon and John Entwistle. Both of those people are dead. Very dead. I don't think they're getting any more dead. Alright, uh, who is Pete Townsend has elaborated on the controversial comments controversial comments he made about his late bandmates uh, Moon Entwistle. The iconic My Generation group are set to release their 12th studio album on December 6th with the project's third single, I Don't Want to Get Wise, arriving earlier this month. Uh, let's see. Kind of swear to God, you said, "Who's Pete Townsend?" I'll be like, "Dude, <laughs> get out, get out!" <laughs> All right, Deej. In an interview with Rolling Stone about the upcoming self-titled LP, guitarist Townsend has asked whether he felt nostalgic looking back at at footage of Moon and It Whistle, which plays uh, which plays out on screen during the band's current tour. It's not going to make the Who fans very happy, but thank God they're gone. Wow. 
Presto, pressed on why he feels this way. The musician reason because they were fucking difficult to play with. Oh, okay. Hmm. They never ever managed to create bands themselves. I think my musical discipline, my musical efficiency as a rhythm player, held the band together. Uh, all right. Going on to criticize the late band members' musical abilities, he added John's bass sound was like a uh, Messian organ. Every note, every harmonic in the sky. When he passed away, and I did for the few sh- uh, for the first few shows without him and Pino on bass, he was playing without all that stuff. I said, "Wow, I have a job." Uh, with Keith, my job was keeping time, but he didn't do that. So when he passed away, it was like, "Oh, I don't have to keep time anymore." With these words having been wildly reported online, Townsend has now posted a statement via his official Facebook page to offer his apologies to those he may have upset. No one can ever know how much I miss Keith and John, as people, as friends, and as musicians. So, what the fuck? So, Jesus Christ, he wrote a fucking... Essay. He wrote an essay here. Damn. Well, I I feel like I feel like he did kind of just you no know, put a he he kind of fucked himself over by not being careful with his words. <sighs> I I mean yeah I mean granted the the fucking pearl clutching age we're in like especially since uh, he's part he's part of the fucking who the who for those of you who don't know. Very fuck you, anti-machine, very not politically correct. Punk as fuck. Punk as fuck. So for them to go to to Pete Townsend, one of the most punk motherfuckers in history, and ask him, uh, you know, about this kind of shit, what the fuck kind of response are you expecting? Uh, I, I don't know. Mustard, go ahead and take this right here. The guitarist wanted to say he's still angry over Moon and and to his little timely death. Sometimes it shows it's selfish, but it's how I feel. To those family members of Keith and John, especially Chris Sentwistle and Mandy Moon, I apologize for the headlines and for carelessly providing the words that I were used. That's what I was saying. I think he just talked out of his ass and he didn't realize it. But in the past three months, I've done so many interviews, I'm losing focus and patience. I forgive myself, but they forgive me too. I love their dads and still do. Yeah, see, I told you. He just like he spoke out of his ass, and he was like, "Oh shit, maybe that." Uh, whoops, you know. No, I I think he was talking about his friends. Oh yeah, true. Like yeah. like for reals, right now, if I were to ask you, which one of which one of pilots was an asshole? Oh god, fuck! I I'm, I can't say names on this. I'm not gonna do that. I I didn't say that. You can name instruments. The singer songwriter. Uh lead singer okay now if you were to pass away and somebody was to ask you in context about your friend from pilots you would still call him an asshole yeah i'd be like he was a selfish prick but goddamn, man i'm gonna miss that guy (laughs) but that's so this fucking world of pearl clutching and bullshit pete townsend one of the most punk rock motherfuckers you know what I mean? And they're coming they're coming and asking to him about his friend. Like he's gonna talk about his friend. 
He's not going to talk about as somebody he lost because he already lives with that daily. He still plays in the fucking bandit built. So, fuck these assholes for with trying Ringo to make Star's this. son. Yeah, fuck these assholes who has who are trying to make something out of this. Now, fuck you, bro. Uh, Deej, what do you, what do you got to put on? Uh, what kind of a pin do I have to put on this? Because honestly, this pretty much as me you off. said. Yeah, pretty much as you said. You know, the way you would talk about you know a person generally is different how you would perceive them. You know, if you like, if you're a friend, you knew him for years, and a lot of people. You know, they don't seem to realize, you know, it's like when uh, people usually talk about a friend, especially close friends, they'll they'll pretty much talk to them about, about them, like pretty much in like what maybe normal people would consider like derogatory or anything like that. But to them, that's normal. Like, because uh, that's the homie. Yeah. You know, and but, you know, we live in a society or maybe that's just how interviews work. Everyone expects interviews to be like prim and proper. And that's not, that's exactly what, that's the opposite of the who. And that's the opposite of Pete Townsend. You know, and like sharks, you know, you know, just a little, 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 like any type of blood they can get, you know, the media will be all over it and try to make it into a freaking gallon. Uh, it's, it's fucking, it's fucking bullshit. Like it, it, at my funeral, when I finally die of alcohol poisoning, if one, if not one person doesn't call me an asshole or says this guy was a prick. I'm going to be highly disappointed. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can imagine Musty just driving all over there. You know, like you know, it was crying at the funeral. It was like, "Hello, this guy was an asshole." <laughs> Peace out, bitches. <laughs> I'm good. Say my opening <laughs> statement. You know what? This man was an asshole. <laughs> Just walk away. <laughs> that's that's all I want. That's all I want. I want some honesty at my wake. Like that. That's it. You know, because right before they launch my ass into space, that's what I want. I, I want. I want to be roasted in my last moments on this earth by people that love me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want none of this bullshit that's going to be, you know, like, in, if we ever make it big and, you know, like, you're a couple years later. Oh, you knew, you knew Dead Man very well. You knew Miguel very well. What kind of a person was he? I don't want, I, like, who the fuck is going to, who the fuck that knows me, knows me well, is going to be like, oh, he was such a saint. He was such a good person. No, he was like, he was a fucking asshole. And I'm good with that. So the idea that they're trying to make some fucking case about one of the most punk rock motherfuckers in history talking about his friend like it's his friend. Like, fuck that. Nah, I, I, just, I just brought down the whole house, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. You kind of just like threw off my mood, but it's all good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, that pisses me off. I mean, that, 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 that does piss me off that they're... They're going to one of the like I've already said it. I've already said it several times. You know what I mean? It's just you don't you don't go to a racist and not expect to hear the n word. You know what I mean? Pretty much. So that's what they did, and it was fucking stupid of them to try to get a politically correct statement out of Pete Townsend. <clears throat> Speaking of politically correct, a criminal hacking case shows how easy it is to steal music. 
Wait, who was wasn't didn't Napster and Metallica come after like a fourteen year old girl, like a little while ago? Yeah. Wait, Napster did that? Wait, Napster's still around? Yeah, Napster's still around. Oh, wow, yeah. I thought they died long ago. No, dude, Napster and LimeWire are still very prevalent. Yeah, Lime. Oh my god, I forgot about LimeWire. Holy crap! Remember yeah. BearShare? Oh boy. Bearshare. Oh yeah, I remember BearShare. Yeah. <laughs> So, 27-year-old Christian Erazo allegedly hacked into social networking and cloud accounts of music management firms to download and leak 50 gigs of music. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, that's not that much. Shit. That's not that much. Uh, well, depending on the format, yeah. Like the if it's, Yeah, if it's raw, then it's, gonna, it's, it's not a lot. If it's already processed for like distribution, like AAC and MP3, then that's a lot. Hold on. So, <laughs> Mustard, go ahead and uh, bring that one. He said, hold on. Oh. Music <laughs> music, leak, uh, music leaks won't stop springing up. After a year of fake Beyonce's release and botched Radiohead blackmail, a, 20, a 27-year-old man was arrested for allegedly stealing more than 50 gigabytes worth of music from industry executive computers. All from logging into their online accounts. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. According to the indictment filed by the U.S. authorities on Monday in Manhattan Federal Court, Christian Arazo gained access to the Internet Cloud Service uh, accounts of two unnamed music management companies and downloaded 50 gigs of music, including unreleased tracks from, 10, from 20 recording artists between 2016 and 2017. The indictment says he also accessed an L.A. producer's social networking account and uh, impersonated the producer to solicit unreleased music from artists via private messages. Oh, man. Arazo faces charges of aggravated identity theft, conspiracy to commit computer intrusion, and conspiracy to commit wire fraud, uh, the last of which carries a maximum sentence of 20 years. Holy shit. Yeah, that's why you don't try to steal straight from the source. Oh, and he's not, he's not, he's, ah, man. I mean, oh my gosh, what was he thinking? I mean, I guess maybe because he could, to show that he could or something? I don't know, man. Yeah, 50 I mean, gigs of music, <laughs> 100 high quality songs. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, now this was like this was like back in the day of Nasser's heyday. This guy be hailed as a freaking hero. Yeah, he. Would, <laughs> I guarantee you, some people are still hailing him as a hero. Probably a uh, hundred high quality songs. So that means they're raw. That means that's raw. Hmm. Damn. So. Mm. Gonna see that on pi- uh Was it Pirate Bay? Pirate Bay, fucking LimeWire. Um. Not only did this scheme cause companies, producers, and artists financial harm, Arazo deprived the artists of the ability to release their own exclusive content at their discretion. Ah, oh, man. This guy is going away for a while. Yeah. Heck, you know, try to steal just one song. That'll get, that'll get some of these musicians up in arms. Jesus fuck, man. That's, that's a lot, man. I mean, good luck to the kid. I mean, he admitted doing it, so I don't know what other defense he's got. So, yeah, so he, they might go lenient because he pretty much stood up. But honestly, I don't know if I would. 
if no one knew I did it, I think I'd just keep my mouth shut. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't know, man. I'd left my computer in the library unlocked. (laughs) (laughs) I know, unlike, you know, I left a sign in saying all are welcome. Right. (laughs) You know, who who knows? How could this possibly happen? Oh, man. Well, I believe that is about that for that. So let's go ahead and start wrapping up. DJ, rev it up. Tell them where to get the merchandise. Ah, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we at VTN are here to present to you our merchandise. Pants, t-shirts, both male and female. Not that we discriminate gender around here, but we know that no matter what gender you have, we got you covered. We got hoodies, pillows, cell phone cases, and more. Come on over to the VTN store. <laughs> Where can you find this 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 uh, merchandise of high quality? You Where? ask. Tell me. Well, my good, well, my good sir, it is just a stone's throw away. All you have to do is get on your computer. Or on your cell phone, doesn't really matter, or any type of networking device, and go to www.teespring.com forward slash shop forward slash VT network. That's right. For you again, sir, that you want to buy merchandise. Yes. That's www.teespring.com forward slash shop forward slash VT network. Awesome. Bye now! All right, so mustard is uh mustard got his uh got his own balls wrapped around a mocap balls suit. So uh, we're just, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. For those of you who want to reach out, please take the poll that's gonna be coming out with this episode on Monday. Uh, that's twitter.com forward slash VT Network two. Also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash VT Network two. If you want to email us, let us know whether where you stand on the whole debate. That's also viable. That's vtnetwork84 at gmail.com. Also make sure to check out and follow Mustard's stream. He streams regularly and is accepting donations to help his broadcast out. That is mixer.com forward slash Colonel Mustard. The first L is an I. So we also want to say thank you to Paul Schroyer and the Magic Squirrel Network who keep us on this network, who help promote us. And uh, I was recently the opening narration on uh, Pointless Discussions Thanksgiving episode, so be sure to check that out. I very much play the <laughs> the, the voice of, uh, I don't want to say the voice of God, but holy shit did I not expect that audio to come out as booming as it did. <laughs> check it out though it's really good it's a funny ass episode too it's a very cl- it's a very clever take on the classic hallmark thanksgiving movie so uh thank you to juice in the morning uh yes bubba you will be in our you will be in my studio soon being being on the show uh thank you to bj robbins who gives us feedback every week i love you bj you're a beautiful man thank you Dusty everyone division are the same game fuck you thank you so to everyone who listens I thank you for everybody for sharing. Help us grow. Share it with your nerd friend. I'm sure they're going to love us or they're going to hate us. And either way, we want to find out which one it is. Check so, fix your stream. I, I already plugged you. Oh, yeah. Well, next time, dude, don't get your balls wrapped around the mocap ball suit. Oh, God. I'm sorry. It, it just happened so quick. Dude, cyber eyes, man. <laughs> Either way, that is it. Thank you very much, everybody, once again. Say goodnight, DJ. 
Good night, DJ. Hello, everyone. My name is Laura. And I'm Josh. And we are the hosts of the My True Crime Obsession podcast, the newest addition to the Magic, Magic Squirrel, Squirrel Network. Network. So if you guys like true crime as much as we do, then make sure you tune in every Tuesday to hear what crazy story we've dug up next. Also, make sure you go over to Facebook, give us a thumbs up, follow us for all the latest details. And you can also listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. We'll see, see you, you there. there.